Blog Talk Radio. Hi there, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer in New York City. I'm broadcasting tonight from the bright red desk on Martin Luther King weekend here in New York. It's a beautiful Sunday. No big storm here in New York, but uh, definitely a lot of energy around depression. People are really running deep depressions. I had about four people in the last couple of days talk about how sad they were, how deeply feeling, um, and how they're really just having trouble. Uh, you know, it's a depressing energy. And it's Capricorn. Capricorn is the sign of the rocks. And rocks are, you know, hard, and we're feeling a little hard. Also, Chiron is the last degree of Pisces, so it's a little depressing, too. And so just a theme of just people feeling really sad. Right before I signed on, I was kind of paying attention to the newsletter, working on a newsletter, um, and talking to my assistant about what the uh you know what was what we're changing um uh and how we how we go forward right so the energy is very very harsh and it's a very deep uh deep energy and deep deep feeling because the capricorn moon in the uh capricorn moon energy and then now the aquarius full moon full moons are it's a super full moon there's an eclipse tonight and emotions are very very high but there's a Mercury, the Saturn, the Pluto, the node of fate are all in, south node of fate are all in Capricorn. So people are feeling depressed or anxious or, you know, and some of my more optimistic clients are like, I'm feeling really bad. I'm like, wow. And I, you know, you always like to pay attention to what clients are reporting because they're they're transmitting the moon too. Um uh, so you want to listen to that and pay attention to it and just honor that everybody's feeling a little bit more blue or a little bit more emotional because of the supermoon. And the supermoon pushes us, you know. It pushes us to see things. It takes us back in time. You know, whenever it's a full moon, uh, we go back to the two earlier cycles, which was July 23rd of 2017. There was a new moon at one degree of Leo during the eclipse season that year. Remember those big eclipses at the end of the month of August? But the July eclipse had this ooh, aha. And then we had a... um, the secondary one was April last April, April 22nd, uh, 2018, where we had the test. And now we're seeing the outcome of our stuff. We're seeing it on a new level. And we're working with uh, the energy of how to go forward and what to do uh, with it. Um, and how to go and move it, move it into a new level, right? So there's a whole energy here of what what to do, where to go, how to do it, how do we get there, what's the story, right? And there's a whole forward motion that really helps us get there, but it also kind of culminates. Now, eclipses, uh, I always send people to uh, Susan Miller's website to read the article on eclipses. And there's a whole section that she has there. It's a great article. And she talks about the need for urgency. You know, you feel like you absolutely positively have to do something right now. You can't take it a moment longer. Da 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 And that's eclipse energy. It's been around for a while. The situation's been a while for a while. But now suddenly you're all overclamped and you have to handle it. And so the job is to say, okay, what's that look like? And where are we going? And, and how do we get there? Right? So the energy, the post to it the direction to it, the push to it. And eclipses push us. 
they pop pimples, they zoom us into a new place, they help us take care of things in a different way. Literally this week in the People magazine, I think it was Dr. Kim the Pimple Popper, if you've never seen her videos and you're into picking pimples, definitely Google her. It's kind of one of those YouTube fascination things. But she squeezes pimples and she ejects the stuff from people's faces. Eclipses are like that. They are ejecting something from our protoplasm. The light's going out and it's coming back on. And when it comes back on, we blink and we see things differently. It's kind of like coming out of a movie on a on a summer's day and you kind of go, oh, wow, and suddenly it's light. There's an element of it. Now, tonight's the moon. Go out and look. It's at midnight here on the East Coast. Hours shorter, 9 o'clock on the West Coast. But go pay attention to it. Go look at it and kind of bathe yourself under the redness of it. It is a supermoon. The moon's really close to Earth, so the tides are really high. If the ocean moves from the moon, imagine our insides moving from the moon. And also there's a lot of impulsivity. Uranus is angular. It's squared to the nodes of fate. People are feeling really impulsive and very much a little bit out of, a little out of control. You know, right before I signed on again, you know, I kind of zoom into email and look at stuff in uh, Yahoo. And there was an article about a couple killing themselves and hanging a sheet with a note and a tip for the maid in front of the door so she couldn't see the room when they came in. And notes, suicide notes in a hotel here in New York. It's a sensitive moon. So if you've got people that are really depressed, make sure to call them and check in on them. Um, Jupiter and Neptune are in a square. That can be very, very inspiring, but it also can be very existentially angst. Like, why am I here? What am I doing? Where am I going? What's going on? And, you know, maybe you need a good cry. Maybe you need to just go find some movie that makes you cry, listen to some music that makes you cry, hop in the bathtub and cry, go to bed early and cry, (laughs) find a dog, put your face in its fur, cry. You know how it works. You know, sometimes we have to kind of push the energy a little and get it moving and get ourselves feeling a little better because nothing like a tear to make it shift. So that's the moon. And the week ahead has a lot of other things going on. And we're in eclipse season, so unexpected things happen. This week we lost Mary Oliver, who was one of my uh, favorite, favorite poets. Um, I frequently, when I used to write my column, I would frequently include include her poems in it. And um, she kind of invites us, you know, to to think about life. She used to walk around in, um, she lived up in Provincetown, and uh, she would walk around, and people would come to find her uh, and look look her up. She was always kind of like, you know, what are you finding me for? I'm just up here writing my poems. And um, they would, you know, they'd kind of like, oh, I want to see her, you know, you're my hero. And she'd be like, you know, I, I just kind of go walk among the marshes. And um, as I do that, I, you know, I kind of watch, uh, watch Carol, uh, watch the, the energy, watch the shift. And so one of her, one of her favorite poems was, um, one of my favorite poems of hers was The Summer Day. So I'm going to read, and I'll acknowledge Mary Oliver who left us this week, made me cry, got my old Mary Oliver books out, but I'm going to read it. Who made the world? Who made the swan? and the black bear who made the grasshopper this grasshopper i mean the one who has flung herself out of the grass the one who's eating sugar out of my hand who's moving her jaws back and forth instead of up and down 
who's gazing around with her enormous and complicated eyes. Now she lifts her pale forearms and thoroughly washes her face. Now she snaps her wings open and floats away. I don't know exactly what a prayer is. I do know how to pay attention, how to fall down into the grass, how to kneel in the grass, how to be idle and blessed, how to stroll through the fields, which is what I have been doing all day. Tell me, what else should I have done? Doesn't everything die at last and too soon? Tell me, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? Uh, Mary Oliver. Good speed. Godspeed. Forward you go. Um, so at any rate, find some poetry that makes you cry. That one always makes me cry. What are you going to do? What's your plan to do with your wild and precious life? Right. So this week, with the full moon and the emotions and a lot of people feeling really sad and a lot of people, of course, out of work um, because of the government shutdown and a lot of contractors who, of course, are not going to get paid. I mean, the people that are out of work and working will get paid, but the contractors aren't going to get paid. And Donald Trump had a habit of stiffing his contractors. I know no politics here, but he did. He paid the employees because under state law he had to. But the contractors, he screwed them frequently. You know, the people who put the pianos in his place, the people that hung the glass, uh, the 1099s of the world. Your 1099s are due by the end of the month, on the 31st. Um, So the contractors, the people who rely on the government for their contractual work, out a month. That's a lot, a lot of time without a paycheck. So thoughts to them and prayers uh, and also just being aware that the energy is a little harsh and a little emotional and a little sad, but it is transitory. Remember, it's a transit. It'll go away. It'll shift. It'll get easier as we we move forward, right? So the idea is we're moving forward into the new chapter, and with eclipses, they inspire us. Then we also have uh, a full moon, which, of course, is culminating in seeing things, which is great. And then later in the week, um, Venus and Jupiter meet up, which is fun. That's a nice one. That's buy a lottery ticket, buy something pretty for yourself. I just had some, just ordered some clothes I hadn't ordered for a while. I have a favorite store. My friend Beth uh, Shaw works there, a country uh, drawing a blank on the name. It's in Vermont. <laughs> um Vermont Country Store. I was going to say Country Living, and I'm like, no, that's not right. Vermont Country Store. So I love their clothes. I just ordered a couple dresses from them, which arrived today with a client handing them to me. You have some packages. I'm like, oh, thank you. That's so nice. So I'm going to be pretty this week because I'm wearing my new clothes. Um, and then Mercury goes into Aquarius this week, which is going to give us a new uh, new way of thinking. He's getting out of Capricorn, so he's not going to be so depressed. But he is going to feel really depressed on Wednesday when Mercury squares Uranus, right? And then Mars is going into a trine to Jupiter this week, which is a lot about fire energy, moving forward, moving forward, kind of kicking us into a new space. So there's a lot of energy this week, transitional energy, starting new stuff energy, and uh, it'll be okay. We're almost on the other side of this eclipse. But we have two weeks as it leaves and goes down to new. So hang and hang in there. All right, so tonight, uh, the moon is square, Venus is square Neptune, so it's very emotional, deeply feeling. And right now, the moon is in, goes into Leo tonight at uh, 10.54 p.m. It's, right now, it's in Virgo. 
and it, it's going to leave with a square. These are all East Coast times with a square to Uranus at 8.50 p.m. Anner's Leo, 10.54 p.m. on Sunday nights in Leo tonight. Tomorrow, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, and it leaves at 8.19 with a trine to Uranus. So Moon and Leo, trine Uranus. That's a nice closing aspect. So Monday and Tuesday, good stuff. Void, Monday night, 8.19 to 10.22 p.m. Then it enters Virgo. It's in Virgo Tuesday night, Wednesday, Thursday, 8.50 a.m. It goes void with a trine to Pluto. Again, not a bad moon. Moon is void all day Thursday from 8.50 in the morning till 11.02. So it's a Virgo moon. You can get a lot of stuff done, but it's a void moon. So don't start new stuff. Work on old stuff. Then the moon goes into Libra at 11.02 p.m. on the 24th. It's in Libra Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It goes void at 12.21 a.m. with an opposition. So Friday and Saturday, fights, arguments, breakups, separation, moon opposite Uranus, not working, got to go. And then the moon goes into Virgo, or to Scorpio rather, bright and early in the morning, 2.31 a.m. on the Sunday the 27th, and it's in Scorpio going void with a sextile to Pluto the next day, Monday. So again, comp, getting stuff done. So the first half of the week, a lot of good energy to get stuff done. Once we get to Friday, just kind of, once we actually get to Thursday, because Thursday is a void moon, you can do stuff. Just don't do new stuff. Work on old stuff. And then Friday and Saturday is a little bit harsher. So um, that's the moon energy. And of course, uh, Leo is all creative. Virgo is all service, work, fix things. Um, the Leo Libra is uh, very much about um, partnering and relating or ending partnerships and relating, ending partnerships and relations because it's a separating aspect. Um, okay, so let's talk. We've got the eclipse. We've got the excitement of the new moon, the different moon phases this week. Uh, the sun this week doesn't have a lot of aspects, and it's running in Aquarius. Um, it entered Aquarius, so it's running from um, zero Aquarius to seven Aquarius. So it's going to set off all the Aquarius things in your thing, and it does it at the beginning of the week. It enters Aquarius on January 20th today, and then it's got a semi-sextile to the sun which is a little bit of stress and kind of how we're going to proceed. On the 22nd, it has a parallel to Venus, which means it's kind of getting along with Venus and working with it and helping Venus and helping Venus move forward. And then it has a quintile to Mars, and that happens on the 23rd, which is a a productive working aspect. So it's not a lot of work with the sun this year, this week, because the sun is uh, in Aquarius, and it's it's actually considered in its detriment because it likes Leo best just kind of you're not going to be real shiny (laughs) you're going to be like "Eh, I don't really want to shine I think I want to go do something else Uh, and of course Aquarian is often about service to others Um, you can do certainly do service to yourself you know where you take your take better care of yourself than you have been but Aquarian also has that energy of how we shift it up Mercury this week run he's busy he's a busy guy he runs from 23 Capricorn uh, to 7 Aquarius that's a lot he goes into Aquarius on January 24th, and he will, which is a sign he loves. He loves to be in Aquarius, so he stops being so depressed uh, on January 24th, which is Thursday, and he's in Aquarius until February 10th. So that's Mercury in Aquarius is considered exalted. He has a great mind. He really sees things. He gets out of the depression. So if you've been feeling a little depressed, a little bluesy doozy, that's the Mercury 
hanging out with Saturn and Pluto and the node and kind of rolling around on the ground feeling bad. He's a rock. Mercury's a rock right now. Doesn't necessarily see options. There are lots of options. Mercury does um, have an opportunity to partner with some new energies and wants to partner. He also is having a strategic fight with Pallas Athena about how to proceed and how to do things. So this can be also a relationship argument because Pallas Athena is in Libra and Mercury is in Capricorn. So they can be arguing about the process. And then Mercury hits that south node on January 22nd, which is a releasing energy, Mercury into the south node. Remember, that south node is kind of zooming along through the Capricorn planets, and Mercury has gotten up to 26. So he is going to hit that node. Then Mercury has a squared Uranus, which is an argument or a fight or a sudden breakthrough, break down, break across, and that happens on uh, the 23rd when he also sextiles Chiron, which offers us an opportunity for healing or working in a new way. So that may be when the impasse with the government breaks, Mercury square Uranus, we'll see. And then Mercury parallels Saturn that day, later that day, which is we meet, we meet, we make an agreement, Mercury parallels Saturn, or we dig into our positions and we're not making an agreement. <laughs> Mercury Saturn is we're stubborn and we figured it out, or we're stubborn and we're building a wall. Um... Mercury also has an opportunity to work with creatively on the 23rd with new ideas and new ways to work with things. And then right after he does that creative working with Neptune and Jupiter, he zips into Aquarius where he's happy. And then he parallels Pluto because he's got a strategic approach to things and a new way of looking at stuff. And then he parallels the nodes. So first he joins the nodes on the 22nd, then he parallels the nodes on the 27th. Do expect a lot of news this week, right? When Mercury's in the mood to talk, he's really chatty, and he's digging up the secrets, he's talking about stuff, he's bringing things to light you hadn't seen before. And at the end of the week, on the 27th and the 28th, hang on, excuse me, hang on, must be true, he's quintile to Mars and he's parallel to Venus, and so he's a little happier towards the end of the week. Um, Venus. So Mercury's busy this week, and because... He switches into Aquarius. He stops being so down in the dumps and depressed, which is good. So you should feel your spirits lighten a little bit on the 24th. Venus this week runs from 13 to 24. Sag, so all the planets in your chart between 13 and 24 are going to be activated by Venus. In the sky, she's having an argument with Saturn and Uranus at the beginning of the week and Neptune. Okay, so she is not a happy girl. She's getting a no from three big guys. She's getting a no from Saturn, she's getting a no from Uranus, and she's getting a no from Neptune. So you have to kind of go, okay, bunch of no's, huh? Hmm. Let me go do something else then. Because she wants to be fiery and passionate. And she's like, all right, I'm done with you people. Then she has a new partnership coming in on January 22nd uh, when she dances with Jupiter. Right, So she and Jupiter meet up on the 22nd, and they have a nice dance and a good time, and that's helpful. And then she has a, a biquintile to the node of fate on the 26th, which means she makes some important connections. So imagine her, she's saying, how about this? And they go, no. How about this? And they go, no. How about that? And she goes, no. No, we can't because we've never done it before, Saturn. No, we can't because that'll change things too much. No, we can't because you're just a dreamer and you're crazy. And then she meets up with Jupiter who says, it's possible. Let's talk about it, right? So take the nose at the beginning of the week with a grain of salt. 
or a grain of pepper. I'm sneezing here because I had pepper right before the show on my baked potato. Um, And take it with a grain of pepper or salt and sneeze (laughs) and then go, all right, Jupiter, how are we going to work? And at the middle of the week, we get to the 22nd, there's there's a practical opportunity that's being presented to you. Um, Mars this week is busy too, and he is um, oh, at the end of the week also. Venus is a little mad, so she's trining your heiress on the 28th, where she kind of gets a little hot under the collar. But we're going to hope that she used that anger in a productive way. Mars is uh, busy this week. He goes from 13 to, hang on, 8. 17, um, and he has a square to Saturn on the 21st, so he's getting blocked. So even though the moon is happy, Mars is a little crabby, but he gets his freedom from Saturn on the 21st, which is good. He goes, okay, now I'm ready to go forward. So if you've been feeling a little blocked or a little held back or a little depressed, that releases. And then he gets released and he kind of zooms off, right? So I don't know if you've seen it. You know, of course, Internet is a wonderful thing. So somebody sent an email to me with people falling on ice. It was all these people trying to shovel their driveways or fall on the ice. So Mars zooming past Saturn, we fall on the ice on the 22nd because we zoomed off maybe a little too fast because Mars has a semi-sextile to Neptune. And then, of course, some of them were cute. They were kind of sliding away. Others were boom on their butt. Uh, and so the boom on their butt were the ne- Mars Neptune, and the boom, the sliding away and looking like they were having a good time was the trying to Jupiter. So once we break past Saturn's barricade on the 21st, we go zippity cut because Mars is free and he's happy and he's an Aries, his favorite sign, and nobody's telling him he can't do stuff. I mean, he's going to run into Pluto in a couple weeks, but right now he's happy. So he's free and he's happy to go. Jupiter this week is parallel to Saturn. And what that is, is, and it doesn't happen that often. The two of them are in very different signs. Saturn's in Capricorn, rum, rum, rum. Jupiter's in Sag, happy, happy, happy. But they're at the same degree of latitude above the equator. And so it's a declination, it's parallel. So it feels like they're uniting. And that's going to be on the 27th. So if we think of this week as being a little depressed, and we have all these planets kind of breaking free and getting into new 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 ideas, new shape, new forward. When Jupiter and Pluto meet by parallel in the sky, they're going to say, kind of do over. Let's do a do over. Let's start again. So kind of watch for that energy on the 27th where you're getting a do over of how to do things. Like, wow, that was really fun. It's an ending, but a beginning, a new start, a new change, a shift. Saturn is semi-square series. He's at 13, 14 cap. And he's kind of hanging out. You know, know, Saturn and Jupiter don't move that fast. Um, But they're kind of hanging out there. And Uranus is in conjunct series, so a great time to go back on the diet if you slipped and fell off a little bit. Uranus says, okay, back on the plan, because he's at 28, and he's in conjunct to series at 28. This also can kick up eating disorders and alcohol retaking, you know, like if you stop for a while, or smoking, you know, starting to smoke after having given it up for a while, that in conjunct can be a slip in the slide off of uh, some of your better behaviors. So just kind of note there's a little opportunity here this week to go a little wild. And that will be the beginning of the week, Um, especially because Mars is so frustrated with Saturn. So he's frustrated and he can't take it anymore, so he goes chocolate. 
And, you know, chocolate is very soothing when you're frustrated. Um, but maybe a walk. <laughs> now a piece of chocolate. All right. And Chiron is Trine Series, also speaking to us about understanding how we work with the wound. Now, remember, a lot of planets are 28, a lot of energy around endings, right? So a few of the people I talked to this week were really feeling like they'd ended things. Their life was ending. Their friends were leaving. Their stuff was not working. Their this was not happening. Their that. And that's because a lot of planets are at 28. When planets are at the end of the cycle, they give us a sense of it's done. It's finished. It's done. It's finished. And it is. But that means there's a new cycle starting, which we always forget. We focus on the endings especially you Scorpios. So we have to we have to go, okay, okay, new stuff coming. This ending marks it. Let's mourn it. Let's maybe have a ritual of ending or goodbye for it. Let's bless it and thank it for its contribution. And then let's kind of release it. Um, Vesta this week is aspecting the nodes of fate on the 25th, so she wants to clean up the house and the home. And if you've been to my house lately, it's really gone into high chaos mode because we're really doing the work on the bookcases. But also it's like we need it clear. We need to release it. And then Pallas Athena has a real power struggle with how to proceed because she's saying this is the proper way as she's in Libra and she's squaring the nodes. And the nodes are in Cancer Capricorn, so they're pumping from a security point of view they're saying well that doesn't make me feel secure or that's not how we've done it before or i don't know that i want to do that before so it's a little bit of a temper tantrum energy um and so just kind of watch where the temper tantrums are happening in your life or in other people's lives and go okay you know how are we going to do this and then Ceres also enters sagittarius uh, which is getting out of Scorpio where she's working on a psychological level and she gets set free on the 25th. So that to me is some kind of compromise opportunity. I don't know if they'll take it. Some kind of compromise opportunity in terms of setting the employees back to work and not withholding their pay. And that would be on the 25th in the afternoon around 1 o'clock. <clears throat> so we've got an interesting week ahead. Eclipses are big. I'm sending out an eclipse newsletter. We're posting it to the website it's a little late, but it's that kind of week. Um, and make sure to be kind. Everybody else is having these transits too. We forget. We know where we know where we are, but man, the whole world's having it, right? So honor it and be kind to it and encourage it. So I wanted to give you a little advertising. I'm going to be in uh, March. March, uh, we're doing a. a a weekend workshop on horary and electional techniques here in New York. Horary is Saturday, electional techniques Sunday on my website. May 9th to the 15th, a couple of seats left in the uh, Italy trip, learning predictive techniques and focusing on learning, hanging out with a wonderful group of people. We've got a really nice crew going. Um, I have to say, every single one of them, uh, they're delightful. Um, and wonderful food. Of course, that's always an important component of any vacation, much less one in Italy. And then in June, I'm in the first part of June, I'm going to be in Lilydale June 1st, that weekend of June 1st, Lilydale, and then also in the Buffalo chapter. Shout out to Cassandra and to Patricia Bell. And then the second weekend, I'm going to be in the Toronto chapter doing a, I don't know if it's Toronto, it's Canada Toronto, Astrology Toronto, uh, doing a workshop on mapping your life. And uh, and then in, in 
July, I think it is, July on the Great Lakes Astrology Conference out in Detroit. So those are my speakings for the year, um, or for the first half of the year, and that's all I know about thus far. So uh, hopefully I'll catch you at one of those. And in the meantime, have a great week. Um, it should be fun, and it should be enlightening and illuminating, and you're going to actually like it when it's done because it's bringing things to light. It's a baby moon. The moon is only one degree so it really feels a little overwhelmed with all of the responsibility, a little overwhelmed with all the emotion. So be really kind and comforting. Kind and comforting to your baby moon energy. Don't go bossing it around. Don't go yelling at it. Don't go telling it to stop crying. Just kind of comfort it, cozy up to it. Put your head in the back of a dog's fur and cry. Remember when you were a little kid and you just were sad? just had a bad day, you were tired, you were cranky, you were hungry. You just, you know, like an existential, it's a real existential moment. All this stuff at 28, waiting to shift. Not quite ready to go yet, but waiting to shift. So we can feel it, like end it already, end it. So we can begin anew. But there's still work to be done, so finish up the work to be done. So that you can begin anew with fresh new things. And if you don't have any work to do, go to bed with a good book and a cup of tea. I got some honey ginger, ginger honey from my, my farm people. And my assistant Rose goes, you know, that ginger honey is really good. Now, of course, about a quarter of the bottle's gone already. I said, yeah, I noticed you were eating it. <laughs> She's like, it's really good, Ann. I said, I know it's really good. Let's order some more. Um, so, yeah, find something that's really delicious, ginger honey, mm, Lewis Waite Farms. Um, delicious stuff. Never thought of combining ginger and honey. Combine something to nurture yourself. And on that note, the British lady says, we're done. I'm off. Have a great Sunday, a great Martin Luther King Day if you're off tomorrow. And if you're stuck somewhere in a snowstorm, snuggle up with the one you love. And if there's nobody you love there, snuggle up with a cup of tea and a good book. Take care. Lots of love. And signing off from the bright red desk. Bye.